So, meetings. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's one of those weeks. <sighs> and <sighs> one of those weeks, and then the fucking people you need don't get online until like five o'clock, and then they fucking spend forever not replying. And it's like, yeah, I gotta go, dude. It's fucking it's after six. <laughs> I, got, I got fucking shit to do. I'm finished. All right, this is episode 29 of Morning Brew. I knew that right off the top of my head. Dan cut out the part where Stephen told me the episode. So I am, of course, Adam Sheridan. I'm Stephen Burke. And I'm Daniel Purcell. And I'm still not editing these. Haha. <laughs> Lucky boy. So this time, I think any errors in continuity, any, any strangeness that comes in, it all comes back to me. Dan, I've changed my mind. Turn your mic down slightly. Yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> so slightly, you're topping the thing now. You're overcompensating by talking too loud. What if I do now? How does that sound? That's, that's as there good as we're getting. That's good. That's good. It works. Uh, yeah. All this is getting cut out. I've always talked in this tone of voice. Continuity. <laughs> and to get revenge, I'm going to edit Steve saying something white supremacist. In the in the spirit of 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 housekeeping, we had mentioned before that you know some things were changing, and you know that means the podcast might be a little bit a little bit glitchier because our my especially mine my recordings have to come through a certain way and it's a much cheaper setup than normal um that still hasn't changed and in the spirit of things our recorder broke yesterday and we couldn't record when we wanted to so you know things are going real fucking well over here in media suplex morning brew off to a fucking great start hey look the show is still on the road speaking I mean, of great starts it may be barely moving and the second gear with the radiator broken but the show is on the road speaking of though I have a fucking great track for my my uh, signature songs for for when we do the their our own personal list of fives. I have a fucking great one in there. It's only uh-huh. one. I'm off to a good start. I only have one definitive down, but I've got a great one. It came into my head two days ago. Fucking banger on that list. That's gonna be full points on that one. I say. You're hyping this up to me, and we can't know. So I mean, great, great advertising, great hook for the next episode. But I love it. I, I, love I, I it. need, I need to know. It's killing me. You need to message it to me, and I'll act shocked in the next episode. <gasps> I can't. I have to. I'm gonna have to keep them a secret. I'm trying to get five great ones, and I but have one to, so far. I have one it, definitive. It has to be obscure, or not obscure, but it can't. Like you know, if everyone just picks Billy Jean or something, it's not gonna work quite as well. Yeah. I gotta I got go to them. It'll be, it'll be really out of left field. No one's gonna expect it. But they're gonna they're gonna know when it's there. For those of you bastards and degenerates who don't follow every episode and they're just dipping in, this refers to our ongoing competition to assemble the best list of definitive signature songs by bands. So mm. the the automatic song you think of when you when you listen to a band. So we're trying to assemble that and we'll in a in the coming episode we'll we'll release our lists into the wild. And you can all agree that mine was the best. I don't think so. I got a pretty fucking good one already on the list. Got a pretty, I got a pretty solid one to start with. I brought up this topic I last time. I, I, I gave all brag. of my best options to the podcast. So if I lose, it's because of my own selflessness. <laughs> I don't brag. I don't brag. I just deliver. Okay. That's a clue. <laughs> okay, who could that be? I think that's uh, second place by the Bee Gees. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Come on, someone hit us with a topic. Let's get let's get off to a good start. And the housekeeping's out of the way. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. So, I was watching the new trailer for the James Bond movie. Uh, I believe it's called No Time to Die, which is a very James Bond movie title. And I, I again, you know how things trigger the algorithm. 
and all of a sudden youtube is suggesting to your random james bond related video and i ended up watching the trailer for i think um you only live twice or one of like the 70s bond movies and oh, then I, bet those, that. I bet those trailers are so funny the goofiest fucking trailer is moonraker where it's like other movies won't take you into space but uh, we uh, will <laughs> and then you look at the year and i think it came out the year after star wars so. <laughs> <laughs> that's just them taking the piss like it is oh it's God. very funny that they're trying to pretend like yeah we didn't steal anything from star wars this is new and innovative <laughs> um yeah but i it got me thinking about james bond as a whole and i think it's a weird kind of fra- like we talk about different franchises on here you know and talk about marvel and whatever but james bond is just such a strange franchise because i don't think anything else has been going on so long i don't think yeah. anything else has lasted since the 60s and it's had such a weird fucking tonal roller coaster you know you have and you have like the license to kill and casino royale and the ones where they try to be a very gritty realistic spy movie and then you also yeah. have fucking roger you have you have the one with where sean connery undergoes like facial reconstruction surgery to appear japanese and they've just uh. sellotaped his eyes backwards <laughs> and you have the ones Th- that's a thing by the way out of you look oh. like i'm joking or i've made an oh. edgy joke i haven't that just happens in the movie oh oh wow and i think wow. that's in the movie roll dal wrote so well there, look we've been over this we've been over roll dal um what's that which one is that uh, i think that's you only is that you only live twice um are you, you only, only die another tomorrow day you, you, you... <laughs> the man with the um, golden moonraker i think that yeah you only live twice i'm pretty sure is that one um so oh. there's a lot of there's a lot of weird goofy shit or like you know the um the pierce brosnan one start and you have kind of quite a quite a um, if not grounded, quite a kind of a fairly sleek and polished uh, thriller movie. And then the final Pierce Brosnan when he's fucking doing that weird CGI surfing on it. Mm. Is it a wave or is it like, is it, is it sat, is it snow or is it a wave or something? But it's very, it's very fucking goofy. And then you have the Craig one similarly where they try to be Jason Bourne at the start. And then the la- fucking Spectre is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Or it turns uh-huh. out, you know, spoilers for Spectre, but it came out years ago, guys. It turns out that Blofeld has been organizing every fucking terrible thing that's ever happened to Bond. When you got kicked out of school and were called gay by those boys, that was me, Bond. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Give read the young James Bond novels. No, are they, are they, is he as sexist as in the start of those as he is at, by the time he's an adult? Does it show him uh, learning to be sexist? No, because they're much more not modern. No, but he gets he, like it's just the people around him who are sexists. Like Ian Fleming is a sexist. <laughs> I don't think Bond necessarily is. Actually, no, he oh, is. Bond is deaf. If anything, if anything, that's one of these things that YouTube rabbit hole has taught me is kind of he starts and he's sort of like fairly sexist for his time, but still within normal bounds. And as the movies go on, they sort of maintain that character element until half of every Bond movie, people being like, "Bond, you are a sexist." Like there's one, I think. <laughs> I think in View to a Kill, he um, he ends up being partnered with a woman where he's essentially like, this is the other agent. And he's like, a woman? And the entire movie, it's not, it's not him learning to respect women. It's him learning to respect that woman. <laughs> I guess you can beat up Russians, so you're okay. So it's, or I think it's Moonraker, actually. It's, and it's just, I think like, I was thinking about it. And the reason I think these movies are so strange is because they, they encompass every fucking type of thing under the sun you know and they, now they're fairly well-made generic action movies and they were in the past too but then you also have the really goofy fucking bond is driving a car moving the steering wheel but the car background isn't moving 
yeah and the theme song is another aspect of this like is there any other series which has so many things that need to be in it like you start a bomb movie like you need the theme song you need the bit where he shoots the, yeah. the thing in the hole shoots the the sniper you need the thing where uh, you have the weird opening sequence and the celebrity doing the theme song you need the bond girl you need yeah. you know the cold open you need him being told by yeah. m like like essentially that like is there any other series and what of where it? people where people have such a clear idea of what to expect that has also managed to be so completely fucking divergent like i would say oh at least half of the bond movies probably aren't very good are like you know six out of ten or less type movies especially the roger moore ones but that's the great thing you get you get you get real hits you get real uh you get well look i'm just gonna put it out there i am a definite fan of the bond movies i don't care that it makes me trouble or whatever and a cave dwelling uh, throwback to whatever the fuck. <laughs> to be fuck. clear, I like the Bond movies now. Oh, to be clear, I like I like the Bond movies. Thank you, don't you? Know? Yeah. It's just like <laughs> you're not one of us. No, you're yeah, not a Bondy. Yeah. You're, you're not a Bondage enthusiast. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. These are so these are, these are incredibly fun movies that rely heavily on spectacle and outrageous stunts in a time when you know. And obviously, to be a British production sets them very much apart from uh, from their American counterparts. They are a, they are a cottage industry of themselves. They have their own running fandom that has transcended about three generations at this stage. And the fact that it has gone on so long is ridiculous and hilarious at the same time. Like imagine, imagine in twenty, thirty years, they're still making Fast and the Furious movies, where whoever I, is the bald I man playing Toretto is like he has to talk about family, he has to like nod at someone while his arm is out of the car, they have to go into space, you know, yeah. like, there has to be like, like, and who's to say so, that won't happen? But how many other how many other franchises have stood the test of time the same way? Bond is the original franchise; it's still going. It's or certainly one of the original franchises. Like the other, the only other option is like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, the, yeah the, but, the original franchise is probably the monster movies, the universal monster movies. Yeah. Which sort of occur Fair. again and again, but they aren't like, you know, whereas Bond has essentially always been going and always been relevant. Like, the dodgiest period was that gap between Timothy Dalton and Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. So it kind of like, it brings forward a lot of 60s shit way more than everything else. Like, I don't think I've actually seen Bond be sexist in like seven movies, but they keep talking about how sexist he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, isn't he absolutely a sexist in Die Another Day? I haven't seen Daniel Craig be a sexist. Well, I think that's part of his deal. Except in that self-hating way, but not like in the old patriarchy way, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Lowest grossing Bond film is... Oh, let me guess. Is it... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if these figures are going to be inflation adjusted. Hang on, let me see if I can get the answer. Uh, that's, that's true. That's fair. Uh, I would inflation... guess it's like... The... It, uh, uh, the last Roger Moore one or one of the Timothy Daltons. So yeah, I, I was going to say Dalton. Because the Roger Moore stuff actually brings up its own fucking story where like he was 56, I think, in the last Bond movie and he's still getting off with like 20 year olds. And uh, by then it's just fucking creepy. Yeah. Like the Daniel Craig ones are definitely the highest box office. Um, you know, there's no, there's no beating that. But no. for lowest, yeah, for lowest for some reason I taught Dalton as well. I don't know why. I, I just... They weren't successful Dalton. at the time, right? Like, isn't the story about Dalton like, oh, if they'd made those ten years later, they'd have been way more popular? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay, hang on. I we're, don't. I... We've got four. We've got Forbes here, and we're going into. Oh, they've only got. They've only got domestic in the US. Uh, That's fine. After inflation, let's see. 
Okay, so my so guess we're talking, would we're talking, be, uh, we're talking US, right? Okay, they've ranked yeah. 26 of them. Okay, okay, let me guess. I think the bottom two are going to be the man with the golden gun and License to Kill or Living Daylights. But I Are you looking at this fucking kill. list? Did you look at this list? Did you look at this list? Did you look at this list? I am a genius. When I was, did no, you I look just, at this list when I was disabling my ad blocker? I just, so I'll give you it on I, I, just, I just picked the most famously shitty Roger Moore movie and then just one of the two Daltons. That was the logic I always said. <laughs> yes, 25th place is The Man with the Golden Gun and 26th is Licensed to Kill. Can you guess the top three? Uh, number, one, number one, I'm going to say Casino Royale. No. Skyfall. It's definitely Skyfall. Skyfall is the third placed. Third? Oh, fuck. I thought Skyfall was like one of the highest grossing movies of all time. Domestically adjusted for inflation. Oh. Goldfinger? Goldfinger is number two. Oh. Goldeneye? No, not even near. Goldeneye is on this <laughs> like particular ranking. Yeah. This, particular ranking movie, then. this particular ranking of domestic US revenue after inflation. Goldeneye is way down in 12th place. Yeah, they that tracks. They didn't care to see an Irish Catholic in the row. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. I so we're so we're so waiting. Well. We're still waiting for that number one guest. Do you guys want to keep going? Uh, it is Dan. What's the racist one again? Um, you only live once. You only live twice. That's that one. You, you only live or die a certain number of times. <laughs> no, nowhere near. Ah. Is it? It what? Who? Which? Sorry, one that's sorry. You only live twice is number four. Oh, there you go. Racism <laughs> rules. <laughs> which which bond is it? Yeah, it's Sean. Con- it's a Connery flick. Is it Diamonds Are Forever? No. From Russia, I'm just gonna list the Connery. Is it Doctor No? Did they start high and then never no, just, make it back? You've, you've, you've guessed. I've you've skipped guessed, it. You've guessed Diamonds Are Forever is in ninth place. Casino Royale is just behind it. Well, the new Casino Royale is uh, well, the obvious, the only Casino Royale that counts as a Bond movie is number ten. Um. And Dr. No actually grossed behind adjusted for inflation uh, hmm. the original Casino Royale in 67. Dr. No was 20th place after Casino Royale 67, the comedy oh. send-up that preceded the entire Bond franchise. Yeah, for people who don't know, there is another Casino Royale with David Niven. And like yeah. in it, he like he like is like an old man and he becomes <laughs> M and he insists all of the, the agents rename themselves James Bond. So yeah. every agent is called James Bond and his uncle, his, his nephew is played by Woody Allen and it's Jimmy Bond. In the United States, turns out the nephew- in the United States, just for inflation, that made 200, 200 grand more than the, the, the first Bond movie, Dr. No. Which is I'm crazy sorry. because I feel I should emphasize the movie is colossally shit. Like, well, it's like of course shit it is. You just said Woody Allen is one of the fucking stars of it. Woody Allen turns out to be the villain, and his plan is to turn every woman in the world beautiful and every man in the world sub five foot. So all of a sudden, he'll be what? the most attractive man in the world. You know, in terms of evil plans, that one's not that bad. It's not the worst. <laughs> like, you know, oh, okay, every, everyone's attractive and everyone else is short. It's like, all right, <laughs> cool. That's not that bad. The rest of these guys want to like fucking poison Africa or whatever. This guy just wants to make himself tall. This is cool. <laughs> I say we let him away with it. I'm on it, brother. I, I support you. <laughs> so we still haven't got to it. We still haven't got to the number one on this particular inflation-adjusted list. What what Bond movie most dominated the U.S. domestic market in its oh, entire time? It's a Connery time? one. It's a Connery Octopussy. one. Octopussy. No. Is it from Russia with Love? Octopussy, Octopussy is 15th place. Uh, you know, oh, no, it's, it's, it's not from Russia with Love either. That's, people thought it was a very different movie and warned their mates <laughs> not to go see it. That's why it's only 15th. So this is, this is all a consequence of my fucking YouTube uh, 
thrall through bond shit for the last week but octopussy was originally a short story where octopussy was an octopus and <laughs> then when they made the movie they were like fuck that story but it's a cool name so we're calling a woman that <laughs> I'll give you, just I'll imagine give you, it eight of them I'll, is I'll it thunderball it is yes I'll give you, ah, I was about to give ah. you a clue I was about to give you a clue it was the third highest grossing film of 1965 for bonus, for bonus points Dan behind what films if it's not it's a 60s it's a musical they were both musicals yes okay Sound uh, music. Mar- Mary Poppins they're two, of the most, they're two of the most famous musicals in history and Mary Poppins wasn't one of them West Side Story no fuck Sound those music. are the three musicals well, no, sorry, sorry. Okay, they're pretty famous. And sorry, it was fair, all of in, those ones. In in, fair, in fairness, in fairness, no one knows any songs from the second one. So everyone knows all the songs from the first one. No one knows any of the songs from the second one. The music was arguably better in the second one. Everyone knows the theme song from the second one. Is it Fiddler in the Roof? No. On the Roof? No. Hamilton. Hello, Dolly. Hello, Dolly. <laughs> Hamilton in the 60s. No, it's The Sound of Music and Dr. Zhivago. I said the sound of music like eight times. No, you didn't. I was asking Dan. I didn't say it because Adam had said it. That would have been really funny. Is it the sound of music? Is it the sound of music? Yeah, it is, Dan. Excellent. Well done. You're so smart. What was the other one? Sound of music in which? Dr. Zhivago. Okay. You know. I uh, I gotta be honest. I'm not a musical guy. I don't. I they just don't do anything for me, which is kind of weird because I, you know, I love movies. I love I love plays. I love uh, concerts. So you would think that you know I'd cross over. Nah, it doesn't do anything for me. I went to see The Greatest Showman without realizing it was a musical, and <laughs> I'm not like joking. I just like to step in and just point out that I've just found out that Doctor Zhivago isn't actually a musical. Should yeah, be. I was gonna. I was gonna. Just, argue just has real. Just has real fucking famous music. Actually, I don't know why I thought it was a, a musical. Anyway, I empathize with going to a movie and not realizing it was a musical. I went to see Sweeney Todd and thought it was a slasher movie. <laughs> I don't know why. I had heard nothing about The Greatest Showman. I knew it was about P.T. Barnum, and I knew that Hugh Jackman was in it, and we had nothing to do on a Saturday night. So I said, hey, do you want to go see it? Because Eve had mentioned wanting to go see it. And the, like, it didn't even click to me that, of course, she wants to go see the fucking musical. Because yeah. Eve loves musicals. Didn't even think seconds into that movie starting, I was like, fuck <laughs> the movie started and within the first like five seconds i realized what i had gotten myself it starts into. on a song right and it starts on yeah. like a song that really like it's weird to say but when i saw that i thought all the songs sounded like songs you know like they really the effort of writing them was apparent in the words and the tune it really like felt like someone sat down and was like okay we need we, we're gonna write a musical we need some songs <laughs> you know um yeah <laughs> i uh yeah i knew in seconds i was it started immediately and i was like fuck okay and then i was thinking like maybe it won't be too long and i was thinking like yeah it's a modern movie it's gonna be like five hours and it's probably an intermission in there in the middle too it's like okay <laughs> it's in. still going on in fairness not that bad just you know not really for me i probably wouldn't watch it a second time <laughs> you know <laughs> i uh i probably probably wouldn't wouldn't watch it again but you know i i uh yeah, I was I I fucked myself there. That my that's the one time my not paying attention to movies thing really fucks me. Normally it works out great. Like John Wick. I knew I wanna... two things about John Wick when it was coming out. Steven said, "Do you want to go see it?" And I was like, "What's it about?" And he said, "Oh, it's Keanu Reeves and uh, they kill his puppy, so he tries to he wants revenge." And I was like, "Great, excellent." <laughs> I don't I don't need to know anything else. Excellent. It's Keanu Reeves I mean, is in it and when he you say revenge that... on a puppy. You say you know two things about John Wick, but it sounds to me like you know 100% of all relevant things about John Wick. What other information is there that you could possibly have conveyed? It's very stylish. Yeah, and I guess that's choreography true. is excellent. Yeah, but I guess you have to see it to know that. 
Yeah, I guess you're right. From I guess aesthetic. You're right. Yeah, the only have you ever walked out of a movie because you found out it was a musical? No, I, 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 I've never really seen musicals in cinemas. Like I've Greatest Showman is probably the only one I've ever seen in cinema. To be honest, isn't that um, the plot of of a, of a Simpsons episode? Or they uh, realizes that they're watching Paint Your Wagon the musical. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Doctor Sayers, Doctor Sayers. Yeah, yeah, that is. Oh, yeah, no, I've never, I never walked out. I've only seen the one, but I definitely, I have to be more careful with that because that fucked me. That was a long movie. The uh, best part of that movie, though, being the the scene where they very carefully try to like picture Zac Efron and Hugh Jackman to be like similar heights, high. but then they stand up to do a dance, and you can very clearly see that five foot seven Zac Efron is nowhere near six I foot think, three Hugh Jackman, and they're so Allen. different. Yeah, <laughs> tiny Jack Woody Allen. <laughs> it's just it's like so the- funny because like they try and do it so much and then they finally stand up and it's like I'm why even go to the effort before this you knew you were gonna stand them together just let them sit down <laughs> so much effort for them to like not bother with it in the end I, th- I think musicals are one of those weird ones where when they're in the movie I don't give a shit because I expect high quality you know production and everything else but I'll enjoy a musical on stage because I can appreciate the person is in the room singing and singing well. And it's I the would, same with dance. I think dance is impressive in real life, but when I see it on screen, I'm like, I don't give it, I expect there to be good. Uh, you know, you had a hundred takes of this. I'm sure you got the best one. I would kind of rather see or hear a musical soundtrack than watch it on either a play or a TV or a movie. I just, I just, they're not for me. I don't know what it is. I watched all the crazy ass girlfriend, which is a musical TV show. Um, I, I mean, admittedly, it worked out better towards the end because it's all comedy shit anyway. It's kind of mm-hmm. like Flight of the Concords. Um, so it's not like really like a musical musical, but also at a certain point, they really give up on the making new songs thing. So it's like, oh, this episode's half an hour. There's one song and it's like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> That's okay. You didn't have to. Uh, you didn't have to put eight songs in here. Did I got it? Are, I figured. Are, I they ori- are they original songs or is it like with Flight of the Concords where they had an album and then they had to make up episodes to justify the songs from the album? And then they got renewed for season two and had to make a second album so that they could justify season two yeah, of the yeah. show. Yeah. Well, like, I think like where Hip Hop Epotamus and Rhymnoceros come up when they're trying to justify themselves as being tough and they're like, we're, t- <laughs> we're tough. We're rippers. And then they start rapping. <laughs> the fucking hip hop apotamus song. Flight of the Concords is great. What a oh, what a, what a great show. I've seen I keep seeing clips of it every so often and I, you just remember how like how funny like how on point all of the all of the um yeah the, the spoof like the David Bowie spoof where they do every version of him and they keep calling each other yeah. man. Yeah. Know? Hey Bowie man. And it's perfect. <laughs> it's like it's it's all the little details or um and does he use his nipples to send that back to that's Earth? That's pretty freaky, yeah. Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. back to Earth. <laughs> I think you do, you freaky old bastard, you. <laughs> I forgot that was the follow up line. Or I, I, even when David Bowie, I think he's coming to Breton Dreams and he keeps introducing, uh, Brett, it's me. You know, uh, was it was me, it's me 1982, Ash, Ashes to Ashes era, Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best jokes of Flight of the Concords is when, uh, is when, he, is when he's like, you talk about getting with some pretty hot women. He's like, that's you're right. I do talk about getting some pretty hot women. He's like, "Hey, don't sell yourself short, man. You don't just talk about it. You talk about it a lot." He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "All right, great, still, great show." No, I said, the last time I went to see a musical in the go on, Dan. No, okay, just to f- finish out the flight of the Concord thing. I think it was I always remember Aziz Ansari's joke in that where he's threatening people by saying, "I'm going to count to ten and he holds up a potato peeler, <laughs> and after like an yeah. awkward pause, one of them says, "Are you counting in your head?" 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you what are you up to? Seven. And like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bail. Right. The camera phone with a disposable camera solid taped around the back of a Nokia. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> awesome. What a great show. And then um, it turns out he was racist against Australians, not New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. and then he gives them free apples. <laughs> Did um, I ever tell well, you guys about the time that I, the last time I went to a musical, which happened to be uh, Rocketman? I went to it in Lighthouse, I think, main screen. And I went on my okay. own because I happened to be bored that week or that, that evening. The place was packed all the same, like really full. I think the reason this particular couple left was possibly over the gay sex because, you know, they got up and left as soon as the. Did so they started making out and fucking? Did, and, did they not know what Elton yeah. John was? Or <laughs> and I was just like, well, they're not leaving because it's a musical because they're already in a heap of songs and a whole yeah. subplot about how, like, you know, he's gay and coming to terms with his sexuality. But how have you made it? Like, or how how have you already made it an hour into this film and not decided <laughs> that you're going to see something you didn't want? Did they announced why they were leaving. Like, did they stand up and say disgusting? They got up. What they if they set up and were like, I am really turned on by this. I'm going to the bathroom. I'll be back in 10 minutes. <laughs> Fucking woke culture turns Elton John gay. <laughs> no, you know the way that somebody will get up and move and get out of the place like really briskly if they don't, if they're like, making a whole yeah, about it. Hump. I don't know seen about it. Like they, were, they, weren't, they weren't like, they weren't like, oh shit, we got to leave. We got to leave because it's a family emergency and we just got a text. There was just like whisper, 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 and like leaving and making a scene without <laughs> making a scene, if you know what I mean. That that's how they yeah. left that movie. What were you expecting? You went to the Elton John movie, the gay icon. You, <laughs> you went to the gay Elton John, the Elton John biopic, and the deal breaker for you was you might see some gay activity on scene. But like you should have known going in, you're one hundred percent going to see gay sex scenes. It's the Elton John biopic. Yeah. You're not going to get away with it. What movie have you seen in the last 20 years that doesn't have a fucking sex scene in it? They fucking Shrek for damn sake. Like, well, of course Elton John's going to be getting it on. I don't, think, I don't think Gandhi has any sex scenes. That's three hours long. Yeah, you weren't watching the one I was watching. <laughs> How else do you think he freed India? Personal negotiations with King George. You know what that means. <laughs> I'm going to blow my way to freedom. <laughs> And he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Stephen, come on, hit us with a topic. I want to talk about how much I like my hammock. Okay. Yeah. I'm um, so jealous of you already. Well, it's sort of getting too cold to use the hammock as much as I'd like. Still hanging out there in the old back garden. And um, it's definitely the best 15 euro I spent this summer. Steve, can I just say how incredibly obvious it is that your topic involves you looking around for something to <laughs> talk about and, and seeing your hammock out the window? You Dan, don't know that for uh, sure. Dan, I'm just I'm just looking down on my hammock here out, out the window, and um, you know, I just wanted to let you know that our listeners didn't need to know that because it's not a video podcast. <laughs> you just ruined the illusion. I'll ruin all illusions for the crack. But the question is, right? For me, obviously, I bought this hammock intending to string it up. Well, of course, uh, my mom's back garden only has one tree in it. You bought a second tree. No, he's, tr- he's hung it twice to the same tree. It's giving him <laughs> shit back problem. <laughs> and this is a this is a distinct problem when you you know get a hammock. Is like how are you? Obviously, I had presumed to myself that I'd figure out some way of stringing it up. It hadn't occurred to me that the first place I was going to try and string it up was going to be a place that only had one tree. However, I'd like all perspective hammock 
purchasers to know that there is a solution and it is very easy to arrange. If you've only got one tree, what you can do is you can just get a tent pet host and some rope. And you can hammer the tent posts or the uh, stakes into the ground at a 45 and place the tent post at a uh, or at the fence post at a 45 degree angle to the ground and then use it in a sort of cantilevered fashion as a bracing support opposing the tree and by running a rope from the post to the tree it obviously stays in place and doesn't fall down when you're not sitting in the hammock but then when you sit in the hammock half of your weight is transferred to the ground through the 45 degree trans tent post tent peg and the other half obviously goes to the tree and you can sit up there away and swing and read your book and it's nice you know and then when it gets dark you can have a blanket and you can wrap yourself in the blanket and you can stay under the stars until the evening draws in far too much to stay out there the only problem now is sometimes it gets rained on and uh, maybe i should take it in and make sure it doesn't get rained on so it's not too wet to sit on but uh, hey, highly, recommend highly recommend a hammock gotta be done no it's no fun it's no fun hanging inside can't be doing that that's, that's true. true. If, if you want an equivalent level of comfort inside, get a beanbag. The beanbag is the is the hammock of the indoors. Everyone it sort of bends it. sort of bends your spine the opposite way if you try to lie down on it. No, yeah. no. Just beanbag doesn't rock you to sleep in the same way. Also, which one is harder to have sex on, a beanbag or a hammock? Hammock, almost certainly. Hmm. I can barely depends get in hammock. and out of a hammock. Depends on the hammock. What so if you don't have to do any of the work? Then which one is harder? I don't think you get the angle. And which yeah, one? Just... <laughs> On the beanbag. <laughs> the beanbag is whatever you want it to be. It, it, it responds to your it body. Well, I suppose it depends if you're, it depends what you, if you limit your concept of sex to penis and vagina. I mean, hey, you know, I, I don't see why some heavy padding couldn't be ideally achieved in a hammock. Okay, so you're going no, with hammock. The problem there, Steve, is that it would rock you gently to sleep before you got up to anything. You'd be I'd all, all nice. for it. Then you get in, and within five minutes, you're just asleep. <laughs> well, on the other hand, the, the walls of the hammock, are the, they kind of rise up around you, achieving a, an excellent level of privacy. It's fun. Okay, someone's jerked in the hammock. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> what we just found out. Okay. There, there was way too much authority behind that sentence. <laughs> no one would even know. Only, only the NSA can see from straight down. <laughs> Your <laughs> we need to see what's in the hammock <laughs> <laughs> I would love I would love a spy movie where like someone is following someone else and it just turns out the guy is just jerking it the entire time <laughs> <laughs> he's found nothing useful in two years of surveillance just... <laughs> what would the title be? a really good title for, for a movie it has to be like a stupid pun too License to spill. <laughs> fair. Okay, fair. I'll touch her with love. <laughs> you only jerk twice. <laughs> Today. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't want to get chafed. Spectre. The man with the, man with the Pornhub premium subscription. <laughs> Is that a, I suppose that makes sense. Is that how they make their money? They sell subscriptions? I assume what? so. How I wanted to say pouring up gold. But I thought I it was money laundering. Well, probably, but I was just thinking, like, how does that work? Like, surely they're like, because pouring up's free, right? So what do you get for your money? Hmm. Is this like a Tinder thing where, like, Tinder's whole shtick is tricking lonely men into spending a bunch of money? 
I mean, I extra imagine, features. I would imagine you just get better porn. Huh. Like they're, they're hiding 4K behind <laughs> a subscription or something. Yeah. If you really want to see that asshole, you're going to have to pay. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's interesting. It's yet your project for the evening of figuring out how would yeah. you monetize porn? I mean, I'd probably just put it up. It seems to do the job. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd make my business stealing people's information and then threatening them with blackmail until they hand me cash. <laughs> if anyone wants to send their personal information to Adam, they can do so at our Twitter account. You just got to log. You just got to, got to log into Morning Brew, log into mediasuplex.com. I'll get it all right there. You don't even got to fill anything out. Don't worry about it. I'll do it for you. We don't have a Patreon, so blackmail is, is all we have at the moment. We do have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash media suplex. Yeah, but, you can go to that whatever you want. Yeah, but James Bond wasn't fighting against people who had a Patreon. He was fighting against people doing extortion. What do you think the new movie's going to be about? Uh-huh. We're in it and we don't realize it. James Bond, yeah. like, we found where the villains are. He kicks in. It's us watching the movie in the theater. <laughs> They're pirating it. They're pirating it. We just get the shit beaten out of us by Daniel Craig while hundreds of people cheer in the cinema. Do you, uh, do you, do you, do you ever get good recommendations from people when they recommend you watch like a movie or a show or something? Or do you, are you like me and everyone tells you to watch garbage that they like because they want to talk to someone about it? No, yeah. I get good recommendations, but they tend to be uninspired. Like if someone recommends you The Wire, that's a good recommendation, but it's also something everyone recommends you. No one's recommended in terms of like in ages. I feel you... like people only recommend shit to me so I'll watch it and they have an excuse to talk to someone about it. What was the last thing someone recommended to you to watch? They recommend that I watched Baki. Baki or Baki. I think it's Baki, which is a, like an MMA uh, anime thing that Netflix has up at the minute. So I gave it a shot, right? Didn't that realize that they don't, didn't have season one. So they only have season two. It is terrible. Awful. They don't have season one. They only had season two. Didn't realize that at the start. So I start this thing. I have no idea what the fuck's happening. Don't know who any of these people are. Don't know what's happening. This fucking show introduces so many fucking characters. Like, bang, 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 bang. All over the place. I'm supposed to know or care who these fucking guys are. I was watching this thing just thinking, like, I've seen two episodes and I hate it. (laughs) I hate it. Awful. And I'm convinced. It's like, do you know what it is? I finally figured out. People are asking me to watch this stuff so that they can talk to someone about it because they like it and they've watched it and they don't have anyone to talk to about it. That's why they recommend things. It's no, no longer a recommendation, a thing of like, hey, you might like this. Check it out. It's now a case of like, you should watch this because then I have someone to talk to about it. <laughs> I'm convinced that's what it is. Oh, I, I remember the last good recommendation I got. It was from you for Shit's Creek. That was a good recommendation. Yeah, but see, that's what I mean. That's, I, I, if I recommend something to someone... Huh? And we haven't talked about it once. That's true. But that's what I mean. I'm saying that when I recommend something to someone, it's because I've seen something. I'm like, you know who'd really like this? It's blank, you know? But I feel like anytime I get a recommendation, I just get I get garbage. Like, oh, you should watch The Walking Dead. And it's like, I don't... I'm not really a big zombie guy anyway, and I definitely don't want to watch fucking 18 seasons of The Walking Dead. I'm like, no, 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 you'll love it. It's like, I fucking will not. I can tell you but that I, now. I don't think it's people want someone to talk to about it. I think it's people don't externalize well enough so people think i like it therefore ever therefore it's objectively good and everyone will like it that mm. that backy thing was the worst recommendation i think i've ever been given for anything in my entire life and i mean everything i mean when it comes to fucking food when it comes to fucking places <laughs> to go out for drinks i think this is the worst recommendation i've ever been given i wasted 40 minutes of my fucking life trying to check what this thing was and it was such an absolute fucking piss poor fucking recommendation huh. awful 
I'm supposed to care what 30 different characters are in the space of 10 minutes? Fuck you, dude. I don't care. Where's Bucky? Which one is that? <laughs> Where's the guy I'm supposed to root for? If I'm watching fucking Batman, you know who I'm supposed to cheer for? The guy with the fucking cape. I don't care about these other fucking guys. Where's the caped man? The only narrative I want is Rocky again and again and again. Thank you very much. You know, it's like fucking, like you just watch this stuff and it's like, oh, you'll just watch anything that's an anime, right? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, ah, uh, no, not, not me, dude. I don't, that's not what I want. I want to just rewatch Fist of the North Star for the rest of my life. That's the only, that's the only one I need to, I need to, I need to watch. Is that an anime? Yeah. It's from the, like the seventies or something. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. And like, like the campus thing in the world. I feel like a lot more people watch anime than I realize. Cause I have no contact with it at all. Really? But I feel like there are low. I I I've watched Akira, yeah, and Ghost in the Shell, and that's yeah. about it. Yeah, well, so, so you watch the you watch the really good ones. Uh, yeah, I've watched it at the most basic level. Well, is, Attack what... on, is Attack on Titan worth a look? It looks I don't like know, absolutely. Okay. It looks absolutely cracked. I've no idea what the fuck is going on. The clips look. Yeah, cool. I don't. I don't either. I've never. I've never seen it. People say they like it. See, I'm not really an anime guy. I like. Uh, I like certain things and I watch those things and I think that makes people think that I like a lot. Like when I was a kid, I watched Dragon Ball Z, but I haven't watched Dragon Ball Z or anything like that in fucking like, I don't know how many years. And I, I wouldn't go watch it. I think Dragon Ball Z turned me off anime, to be honest. Well, so like, they're, doing the like same, they're doing the same thing for 17 episodes. Or like all that other stuff. Like, you know, like I... I like Pokemon, but I don't like Pokemon enough to watch a show based on it. You know, stuff like that. Um, it, uh, but I, 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 yeah, I'm very particular about the stuff that I like. And I, I'm definitely not fucking giving anyone, letting anyone fucking recommend shit to me ever again. Mm. But I'd, I'd be the same as you, Dan. It's stuff like, you know, oh, here's a particularly well-praised, like globally praised thing. It's like, it's like watching a Studio Ghibli film. And it's like, you know, oh yeah, fucking whatever. Like, you know, Hell's Moving Castle. Fantastic. It's like, yeah, but... You know, it's an easy one to say it's fantastic. Everyone yeah. likes that. You, know, you, would have discovered it. you could have discovered it on your own. You yeah, know, it's exactly. It's not something that yeah. you only found out because of someone recommending it. Yeah, but like, I, I'm real basic with that stuff too. Like, If someone says, hey, this is fucking excellent, you should check it out, then yeah, sure. But other than that, it's like I'm definitely not checking. I'm not watching the fucking nine seasons of like fucking Digimon or whatever. Like, I can guarantee you that's not happening. Yeah, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm tired of getting recommendations. I'm tired of getting recommendations. I'm tired of recommendations being bad. If you're going to recommend something to somebody, recommend something you think they might actually like. <laughs> just a tip. Just do that. All right, next episode, I'm coming in hot with a recommendation for you. A personalized Adam commendation. Okay. Also, we've been watching some real shitty movies lately. But you know what I will say about a shitty movie? We watched something the other night called Hitcher, or The Hitcher. And uh, as you can expect, it's a horror movie based on a hitchhiker. Who would have guessed? Um, I like that movie a lot. Not because it's good. It's a terrible movie. But they don't waste your time. That movie is about 80 minutes long. <laughs> start to finish, including the intro and credits. What a fucking... Excellent. You're gonna, you've given me your shitty movie in like an hour. And you're like, yeah, we don't want to waste your time with it. You, we've given you all we can give you. You've got four more <laughs> shitty movies to see tonight. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to waste your time, dude. You go watch something better after this. We're just going to take like an hour. <laughs> I'm liking it. I'm liking these. I'm liking movies that respect your fucking time. Um, <laughs> you know, they realize like, hey, this thing's not winning a fucking. This thing's not winning any Oscars. Like, we're just. This is something that we put out. You watch our hour-long horror, and we're good to go. I think that was like a, that's like an ethos thing. Movie that's three hours long. I don't care. I'll go. I'm there. They need. They need to dial stuff back. No more. 2021. 
No more three-hour movies. We dial it back to two at the most. We don't need three hours. We're, Steve, we're good. Steve, your ideal movie is something like a four-hour long, basically completely well, realistic a, recreation of the Battle of the Bulge. You just want one of those super long movies. That, like, the Battle of the Bulge like, is often when we lived together, what would happen was Steve would be like, have you tried this movie about World War II? It's great. Or uh, the Vietnam War or something. And we'd start watching at fucking 10 o'clock. And all of a sudden, it'd be two in the morning. And I'd be like, <laughs> I have work tomorrow. And I've just spent <laughs> ages watching a bunch of Marines fail to blow up a bridge. <laughs> is that, uh, is that, is that, is that, uh, did we watch the bridge, a bridge too far? I think that was probably what that was. Yeah. That's about, that's really fucking long. Fucking hell. Battle of the Bulge, the movie, is also really good. Also, 100. Seven minutes long. Torah, Torah, Torah. Oh. There's loads. Torah, Torah, Torah. fucking rad, bro. And they all are so long. What's the longest movie? Yeah, what you pay for? Um, it's probably some fucking art house shit that's just like paint drawing or something. Yeah, it's something that definitely was like deliberately, um, that like deliberately done to be the longest movie. Torah, Torah, Torah is only 144 minutes long. Like, how the okay, fuck? The lot. The longest movie is, according oh, to Wikipedia, is 1,260 minutes long. Nah. Amra nah, Ekta Cinema Banabo. That's not a movie. That's a fuck. Longest, that's not a movie. Longest theatrical release movie. Fucking Zack Schneider's just as like. <laughs> I, think I think it's Shoah, the documentary about the Holocaust. Oh. Uh, War and Peace, three and a half hours long. Apparently it's the Audrey Hepburn, the Audrey Hepburn version. The Irishman, three and a half hours. Titanic yeah, is three Ar- and a half hours long. The Irishman goes on for forever. That is I didn't, I, that's why I didn't watch The Irishman. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Three and a half hours long. It's a mad, 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 mad world. It's one of the worst fucking movies. I was, I was so oh, excited awful. to see it. Because ben I was Hur. like, I, I'm not excited, but I thought it'd be a good crack. Ben Hur is like ben five Hur, hours three and a half hours, Three and a half hours long. Heaven's Gate? Never watched it. Three three hours forty. Yeah. I think I'll take that a look. Heaven's oh, Gate was no. famously so shit it bankrupted New Line. Or, <laughs> or one of them. Yeah, your movie your movie doesn't need to be over three hours. If it's over three hours, I'm not watching it. I don't care how fucking good it is. I'm not watching it if it's over three hours. That's where I draw the line. Have you have you not watched Titanic, no? Yeah, I've seen Titanic. It's I didn't three and a half hours long. Yeah, I didn't realize it was three and a half hours long. That's because in Titanic you can zone out for like the, either the first hour or the middle hour or the last hour, depending on which bit of it you actually yeah. want to watch. It's like three separate movies over the course of the hours. Yeah, that's my new rule. If your movie hits the three-hour limit, then I'm not. I'm not. You're. You're out. I don't care what movie it is. The classic. I don't care. Charlton Heston in the Ten Commandments, three hours and forty minutes. Too long. Too long. No. Did you? Did, did you not need? Did you come for my twenty-third? I don't know. I can't remember which birthday it was. It was my. Might have been my twenty-third. My twenty-fourth. Where we all went to see Lawrence of Arabia in the lighthouse. That was me and, da- just, me and Dan went. That was just after I got back, and I'm pretty sure I didn't see this the movie. I met you after the movie. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. No, no, I have time to meet them after the movie. <laughs> finished at like three in the morning. No, it didn't. No. We, went, we went the early afternoon, and then we spent the rest of the day drinking. Once that upon sounds- a time in America, three hours and thirty nine minutes. All right, of those fucking eighties epics, and here's and we're only we're only at number five out of fifteen in this particular list on ScreenRant.com. Number five, Gone with the Wind. How long do you think it is? Oh, Gone with the Wind is like four hours. I'm gonna say four, four hours, hours, two minutes, three hours and fifty eight minutes. Nah, nah. Do you know what is four hours and two minutes long though? What? Jack Sliders Justice League. 
Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League. Jack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League. <laughs> that is four hours and two minutes. Hamlet. Yeah. Sack. 1996 version of Hamlet, apparently four hours and two minutes. Never even heard of it. The Kenneth Branagh one. Maybe. It could be. Uh, doesn't, doesn't actually say. Oh yeah, no, Kenneth Branagh is in this one. And Derek, Derek Jacoby is King Claudius. And the rest are... Apparently, apparently there, was a, there was a theatrical cut of Kill Bill, which was four hours and seven minutes long. Yeah, even that. I love Kill Bill. I would not watch that version. I'm not, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and, then and then Elizabeth Taylor as Cleopatra in 1963, four hours and eight minutes tops this particular list of theatrical releases. I, ju- I, I can't do it. If I can watch two shit movies in the space, I can get halfway through one good movie. I'm just not. I can't. It's, it's too much time. I can't commit that level of time. It doesn't need to be that long. Even the people fucking Avengers people went, to, people went to them, but these don't, these don't seem to be... Like, I think, apart from Ben-Hur, I can't think of any of those that made a huge, been huge blockbusters. It's because they forgot the fucking plot by the time it ended. They weren't able to recommend it to their fucking mates because they couldn't remember half the fucking movie. <laughs> Apparently Dances with Wolves is three hours long. Deer Hunter, three hours again. Pearl Harbor, the... Oh, my God. Notorious oh, that was Pearl a Harbor. shit movie. That's so that bad. Oh, my God. That's three hours and three minutes long. Green that Mile. movie really wanted to be Titanic. <laughs> the Green the Green Mile's over three hours? Yeah, three, three hours and nine minutes. Huh. I haven't seen The Green Mile in a long time, but shit. Never watching that again. Sorry. New rules, baby. The right Isn't stuff. The Green that's Mile a really, that's also a really just... good flick. Three hours and 13. What is it 15? with people using the word flick recently? I feel like people have been describing movies as flicks a lot more in the last it. six months. I started yeah, okay. with it. The Godfather Part 2, 3 hours 22. Never seen, any of, God- Never seen Never any of the Godfathers. Have you seen Lawrence of Arabia? Uh, I, I think so. I've never watched Ben-Hur. I must sit down to that someday. I'm not anymore. It's all, I've passed, I, I, my new rules in place, dude. I can't do it. Sorry. There's a lot of really good movies that I'll never see again. And you know what? I'm okay with that. You're a lot of good movies you just never see. I only have so just much watching life. all the Godfather movies. <laughs> like the list is two parts. It's movies that I haven't seen that now I can never see, and movies that I have seen but now can never see again. You know, Green Mile loved it. Never gonna watch that again. Uh-uh. One thing, one thing I can't see myself ever sitting down to is OJ Made in America, which apparently has a runtime of seven hours and forty-three minutes. Nah. Why would you? Nah. Why? Nah. I was gonna watch the Zack Snyder's Justice League thing as a joke, just to talk about it on the podcast after, because it was shortly after we'd done the Sonic the Hedgehog part. Hmm. And I thought, like, you know what? I have it for free. I have this channel here. The movie's there for free. I have the 4K version, whatever. I can watch it. I just kept looking at the runtime on that. And I just kept thinking, like, no. No. I'm not doing it. I am not putting four hours into this movie that I'm not going to fucking like. An awful movie with an awful cast and an awful fucking director and an awful script and taking up four hours of my life? No. No, I'm not fucking doing it. If your movie's over three hours long, you should feel bad about that. You should cut it in half. I don't care if it doesn't make sense. I don't care if you can't edit it down. Just cut it literally in half. If you need four hours to tell your story properly, tell a different story. Like even with Avengers, when they said we originally wanted Avengers uh, to be five hours and one movie, I was just thinking like, there's not a fucking hope I ever would have watched that Avengers movie. Not a fucking chance. Hmm. You mean to sit in the fucking cinema for five hours straight so you can tell me a dumb superhero story? Fuck you. <laughs> no, I liked both of them a lot. I thought it was great in the cinema. Everyone was having a great time. I am not going to sit down and watch a five-hour-long superhero movie of people in fucking spandex. I'm not fucking doing it. Uh-uh. Apparently, the longest movie ever made was is 35 days and 17 hours long. That must be the one Dan brought up. 
It's not What's logistics. the title? The one where it's called Logistics. Swedish oh, experimental no. film. Experimental is right. Yeah. Where they follow. Experimental never turn the camera where, where they go backwards from a shop pedometer is for sale and follow it in real time all the way back to its point of manufacture in China and watch it being made. So like there's like blank bits where it's just like in transit. Plainly, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we don't want it to hit the three hour mark. Episode 29 of Morning Brew. So I think it's time we wrap this little bad boy up. Goodbye. Bye. I'm still here. I just turned off the lights. Isn't that crazy? It's movie magic. <laughs> I have, of course, been Adam Sheridan. I'm still Stephen Burke. I continue to be Daniel Purcell. You can follow us at, on Twitter at Media Suplex. You can follow me at Swagger Girls. You can follow Dan at Mr. Daniel Purcell. You can follow Stephen at, on Burkock. You can follow us on Instagram on the same handles again. I guess, let you in a secret. If you want to follow us somewhere, it's the same fucking handle. If we're not there, it's because we're not on it. Bye. Ciao.